Everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue green orb that we call Planet Earth. It is July 15th that this episode is being released on. We are well past halfway through the year, and I think it's a time for some sweet, somber reflection on. Just how fast this year's been going by, and how uh, kind of uh, downhill everything seems to be going <laughs> this year. Uh, it's kind of wild. Uh, but you know what? There's always the second half of the year. Things can only get better. You know, this is where all the fun stuff is happening. You know, this is where you got you, you know you got your Labor Days. <laughs> you know, the most exciting holiday of the year. You got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. You know, this is where all the good stuff happens, guys. We made it. <laughs> you know, it's the summertime. You can go swimming. Uh, what do you? What's your favorite summer activities uh, around the table? We haven't introduced you guys yet, but a little teaser into your personalities. Playing drums. Playing drums. Yeah, see, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious answer. I feel like that's not a great way to cool off, though. <laughs> well, that's that's after playing drums. Got it. <laughs> go in the pool. There you go. <laughs> what's your favorite summer activity? I like the summer food. Because things oh. come forward in summer because, you know, uh, corn on the cob, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Summer foods. Yes. It's all about it. Barbecue. See, that's my, my barbecues are my big weakness. I, I'm trying, I'm getting married in September. I'm trying to reduce uh, the weight. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, it's, it gets tricky. Uh, with summer coming up and then everyone's making burgers and hot dogs and stuff and I just stuff my face with You them. just get ribs all over your face? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ribs on That's my face. That's another pastime of mine. <laughs> there are worse things you could do. <laughs> there are. And uh, what, what's your favorite barbecue or... <laughs> See, I'm already, I got it on my mind. Well, aside from food, I would say bonfires. Yes. I can agree. An, uh, also another bad way to cool down. I like to but... facilitate those. <laughs> <laughs> Facilitating the bonfires. Um, a fair warning for our listeners at home. You might not hear going on right now, but uh, we do have some ambient music playing in the background of the recording studio next door. Uh, so don't be surprised. Just It's life. Just That's, roll with it. Yeah, just yes. roll with it. It's all right. It's like dinner music. That's, That's what we're it. doing. Rock and roll, blondie cover, dinner music. There you go. It's not, it or is it a good. cover? Is it Debbie Harry up there? No, okay. We were speculating. Oh my goodness. I really hope I didn't tell Debbie Harry to turn it down. <laughs> yeah. That would be so embarrassing. But what a story, though. Yes. I told Debbie <laughs> Harry to cool it. <laughs> That's how I cool off in the summertime. <laughs> I tell Harry famous to back off. rock icons to cool it. <laughs> I'd like to see her reaction to that. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine it'd be very good. She wouldn't be a very really good stare. She I wouldn't like be it. very cool with it. I like to think that Debbie Harry has a good sense of humor, though. Yeah, I'd think so. so I'd hope, hope so. so. Yeah, I mean, she uh, <laughs> she did do the the cover of that. Uh, uh, man, I can't remember the name of the song. The time is my, but I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna be Lady your only number one. one. My my yes. little sister sang a whole album of Blondie songs when she was like eight years old. No, well, so I know cool all sister. of them. <laughs> I recognized Atomic right away. The tide is high. Yep. <laughs> 
tied it. There it is. Thank you. It's like a beach beat, wow. like a yeah. See, that's what I. That's another good summer song. It's got a little bit of that steel drum sound to it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, if you've never listened to the Mike of the Pre Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers. Again, I said sculptors, but still have not had a sculptor on the show. <laughs> oh. So it's you know it's not for lack of trying. <laughs> it's not for lack of uh, interest on my part. I think it's just uh, sculptors just have a thing against me. I don't know. Maybe sculptors are introverts and they don't want to talk to you. That's well, if fair. it's any consolation, we actually tried to audition for a sculptor who would be in our band and nobody Whoa. responded. Funny story. <laughs> just they would sculpt on stage. Yeah, they would just set. sculpt, right? And <laughs> nobody not, tried out. I haven't sculpted in a while. Mm-hmm. However, Uh-oh. I have spent some time doing that. So you could, you could Look. say... See, uh, not so you could say technically you have had a sculptor on your show. I could, but I want somebody whose only art is a sculpt, mm. not in not not one of someone who does that multimedia. I've is, had that's a tall order. I know. I cannot help you. I that's know. Tough. I <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing. I've had multimedia people on here, like multimedia. I've had like a mixed media artist on here, uh, on here who've done like. Uh, like they paint and then they they do a little bit of tiny like tin sculptures or whatever like that not not to <laughs> sounds like I'm like little tiny you know but I want someone who's just like I dedicate my art to like marble sculpting huh. like that's what I want looking for hardcore sculptors <laughs> yeah. I think okay. you might be a few hundred years too late I know for a prevalent marble sculpture <laughs> yeah we're we're community. not in DC anymore <laughs> who's the guy that did David that David sculpture <laughs> get them on the show you need a time machine yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, this is uh, the world's only mandatory podcast, uh, so welcome back, everybody in the world. <laughs> uh, today we are joined by a remarkably fun Flint-based pop rock group, Sugarpunk Fairies. Welcome to the show. That's us, Hello. thank you. Today we have Rob and Emily and Stacy on the show. Um, so you guys are keeping cool here in this hot, hot heat? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. You guys are a band. <laughs> wow. I know. So uh, why don't we go around the table, say who you are, what do you do in the band, and what's your first memory? <laughs> Hi, I'm Stacy Benelli. I am the drummer. And my first memory is a bunch of wonderful gibberish and band chat when and the band was first started. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> I remember the name was very funny. When I, no, when I, I mean first your, first, your first memory as a person. As a as person? A yes. When I was, okay, well, I thought you meant as a band. Okay. That's, uh, that's also a good question. I think I had my first thought when I was five. Wow. Yeah. Um, what was your first thought? What was that? I just remember being able to think. Yeah. Oh my God, And I'm I was thinking. looking around me and I could see everything. I could see the sky. Oh, the sky. It's this color. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, uh, that's a good first memory. It's hard to pinpoint, though, like what exactly my first thought was. Yeah. I'd have to it's think It's kind about of like it. a mesh, especially the older you get. It's like, I don't Maybe know. I thought about fishing nets. I don't know. You said mesh. Me- yeah. <laughs> mesh fishing nets. Or mosquitoes. And next up we have... Robin. Robin. I'm the guitar player, um, affectionately known as the wall of noise to Emily's left. <laughs> and uh, what is your first memory? Oh Well, my first memory is, is certainly a Michigan memory, but I remember being very little and at that time at least we used to get way more snow than we get now mm-hmm. and so it was just normal really? to live like... outside as a child 
and just build stuff with snow. Yeah. Everything. We just. I feel like we get a lot of snow and then it goes away fast. Yeah. Before it was like it stuck for like months. It did. Yeah. It did. And it would just turn into this, you know. Yeah. And growing glacier. And the snowman would live with you for uh-huh. the winter time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Emily, what is your, uh, well, wh- who are you? What do you do in the band? And what's your first memory? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> name forgot is the Emily. important questions. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Emily and I'm the vocalist. Um, my first memory, uh, it's, it's very dark and warm and there's a sudden bright light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were wet. Yes, yes. It was wet. I felt a strange tugging on my belly button. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think my first memory would be um, walking in my driveway barefoot and the way that it burned my feet. Oh, wow. That's a great one. How how hot it felt, but it didn't make me want to run out of the driveway. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, my first memory, I think, was when I... Oh, also, I'm Michael. I don't do anything in the band. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think my first memory, I think it was like I was four years old, and I think my brother was turning like eight. Uh, and I, might, I remember my memory being like, wow, my brother's turning eight. He's so old. Uh, and that was like my first thought that I remember having. I remember my sister being born. Really? Was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I remember when she was in her little purple onesie, I'd push her on the little swing in the living room. Okay. I was, I was about ask, five, yeah. I was going to ask if you were born yet when your sister was born. Because that would no, be crazy if you could remember that. She's about five years younger than me. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. I bet that, baby Devin nice was memory. just adorable. She's so cute. She was so cute. I'd always tickle her feet. <laughs> she's still adorable. <laughs> um, so where are you guys uh, each from? And, uh, and when did you start making music? Okay, I guess we'll start with me. Um, I grew up in a quaint little town called Grand Blank. Um, I live in Ortonville now, which most people probably have never heard of. And I've heard of it. I you could never you couldn't pay me to guess where it is on the map. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was in kindergarten or first grade, I started tapping on desks, and I think I'd consider that my first music. Wow, <laughs> feeling the rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I did a lot of, I did band in high school. Actually, I started doing, I played xylophone in middle school. That was my first formal whatever training. Mm-hmm. So. Very yeah. cool. Xylophone yeah. and then jazz band. So that was my first drum set. When, when it, what got you interested in like kind of more rock and roll? Um, <laughs> the way the wind blew. <laughs> it just like hit you in the head and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. a rock fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've always liked rock, but I just, I never was in a band until a few years ago. It just kind of happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> right on. And uh, next up, Robin, where where are you from? And uh, um, how'd to, you get these days, music? I'm living in Novi. Nice. And um, but you know, the, these three pretty much live in the Flint area, so mm-hmm. we we call ourselves from there, and that's apropos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but bit of uh, a commute for you. <laughs> gosh, getting started in music, my my beginning in music was actually a total failure. Oh wow! In fifth grade, you know how it, they want to figure out who's going to be. You know, in band, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, sixth, seventh grade, junior, yeah. high, junior high band. Yeah. Well, they sent us all home with those those little flute things you call oh, the, the recorders. recorders. Yeah. Yes, I play oh, recorders. And yeah. you're supposed to learn three songs. Mm-hmm. I, I learned High two really well, and the third one not so well. And even though I did two perfect, and the third one, eh, kind of wishy-washy, mm. they were like, nah. Yeah, they just they just gave me the hook. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was about I don't know. It was about three years later or so. I 
started hearing things like uh, at the time there were in, in the middle to late 70s you can think of hard rock that was out there mm-hmm. you know whether it was kiss or the van Halen and stuff that was hitting and all i knew is i had to learn how to make that sound and once i got my first guitar my mom would say you know that just sounds like a beehive <laughs> <laughs> you know they didn't sound good I don't know how. Well, I, let me say this. I didn't sound good because I didn't even know my chords or anything, really. I was just so thrilled to have a guitar and an amp, and I had a big muff pie fuzz pedal. And all I knew is that I could make noise. I hadn't had a lesson, nothing, but you know that was the humble beginning. That's amazing to me that they can take an instrument like a recorder. Yeah. I mean, have you ever met somebody that can make a recorder sound really good? No, <laughs> but just based on that, to look at you and go, you know, music's probably not in your cars. I know, I know. Do you want to try something else? <laughs> well, I find it ironic because, well, Obviously. I kind of, I kind of walked my way into a Detroit Music Award three, four years ago. Um, so how did? Well, they were clearly. I guess. Not I guess with they felt. Fumble. They felt that they got it right. <laughs> they thought you were going to join the chess club. I'm just going to politely disagree. That's all. I think anyone that knows you would also no harm, yeah, no. No, no harm, no foul. Politely, <laughs> disagree. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm more in the realm of strenuously <laughs> disagree. And last but not least, uh, Emily, where are you from and when And when did you start making music? Well, I am also from Flint, mm-hmm. um, and I started uh, very young on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as branching into other instruments, one of my first memories there was uh, laying in bed in the morning when uh, music videos would come on mm-hmm. and just tapping on my knees with my brother's drumsticks, <laughs> especially when um, Basket Case came out. Oh, yeah. Dookie was my favorite, <laughs> my uh, first uh, Green Day album. Mm. So every time that video came on, that one I was a little bit extra with. I frequently had bloody knees. I love that song. <laughs> that was one of the first songs I learned on drums. Nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, Trey Cool. A fantastic drummer. Yeah, I, I really get told. Was, I really should have been a drummer because the thing I used to do at my grandma's house when I was really little is I'd pull all the pots and pans out. Nice. And I'd, I'd set them up around me and I would beat on them with sticks. I did that too. <laughs> yeah. Anything you can find that makes a sound. That's funny. Our, our bass player, Holly, she wasn't able to make it down today, but um, she's originally a drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. her, that's her first home. Wow. Yes. And she started she's playing bass um, just with this project. Wow. We should just start a drumline side project. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because all of us have Sugar a drum should have been yeah. four of us playing drums. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think we could make that work. You, what, sugar punk drum line. Sugar punk sugar drum fairies. Yeah. The sugar drum fairies. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of the name of the band, how did how did the name of the band come to be? That's I mean, what I, I was saying. I think it was hilarious. I think Holly came up with it, right? I don't, I can't remember now. I thought it was me. I thought it was you. I thought it was like either one, one of you two. But it was. Simultaneous. Um, yeah. <laughs> At the same time. And because, I just. <laughs> because I liked the juxtaposition of like sugar plum fairies yeah. with something that wasn't so very cute yeah, and adorable. Early mm. on it was you and Holly were like a collective idea generator. Mm. And I remember being added to the chat and I'm like, oh, sugar punk fairies. That's so cute. And they did it. It is a very catchy name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this first song that you'll be playing. What is, oh. what is this first song you'll be playing? Wild World or is it Dating Down? 
Um, that's up to you guys. <laughs> I don't know which one you have queued well, for. Well, yeah. let's play the original and we can kind of give you some backstory Sweet. on it. Yeah. Um, the, the backstory on the song is um, one of us experienced a breakup mm-hmm. last year. And once we started talking about that breakup, we realized that all of us had kind of been through the exact same thing, you know, where where guy tells you one day out of the blue he's going to break up with you, and then he's pops up with a new girlfriend not long after that, and and you're looking at at this person that you thought you knew, and you're looking at him and looking at her, whoever she is, and <laughs> and you're like. If that is her real wow, name. Wow, he just he just took like a step down from me. <laughs> and so he's he's dating down. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that one for us, all four of us, has a history. Awesome. So, yeah. Great. He, so here is Sugar Punk Fairies with Dating Down. <laughs>
yeah. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Uh, so you guys, uh, a lot of your, your songs, um, you kind of have a mix of like original and, and cover songs. Um, what is the uh, songwriting process when you're writing originals? And what is a uh, secondary question? What is your kind of approach for picking a song to cover and, and changing it up in your style? Well, I'll, I'll kind of address the original writing part because it generally seems to start with me, mm-hmm. um, which is not unusual in a rock band. You know, let's face it, it's guitar based stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, the dating down thing, you know, I came up with that one night at like 2 a.m thought okay i better record this because this sounds like it could go somewhere yeah and um so once and and it's funny to listen to the first recordings i ever made at home of it and listen to them back now versus what we really came up with the basic lick is still there but much of it evolved Mm -hmm. and so i would come in and and play parts of it and stacy would start hitting the drums and and um Emily would start to get a feel for, you know, how she's going to layer her vocal in there. Mm -hmm. And um, on this one, I got a really good start to the lyrics. I kind of had a feeling where I wanted what I what I wanted to talk about and then turned them over to Emily. And um, before you knew it, you know, we were we were actually starting to play a few measures of the song and and Emily you know, had the melody in her head and it just kind of came from there. Am I right? Mm hmm. Awesome. You want to talk about how we select covers? <laughs> I'll just say about covers. I'll say what we're, we're we do pick them consciously because we're we're aiming um, purposely mm-hmm. at a at an audience, yeah. and um, some of, most of our covers are are uh, selected. But we're all we're all committee wise doing that. Yeah. But you're, as you're going to hear, these two covers we're going to play, they're both from the '80s. Mm-hmm. And that that's a conscious yeah. attempt. 80s songs you know, are awesome. <laughs> to, to, you know, people love 80s these days. Yeah. And so these two versions of these songs we play are kind of what we call punked up. Mm-hmm. They're, we play them a lot faster. We play yeah. them differently. Um, that's a conscious effort. But the other covers have kind of come from you guys. Some of the other ones that we chose initially, um, because everything happened a lot faster than I anticipated when we were talking about just getting together and, you know, picking a couple songs just to kind of groove on. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were songs that we had already known previously. Mm-hmm. So we picked a few of those, and some of them ended up sticking around for a while when we started to get show offers because they were some of the earlier ones we learned. Yeah. Just because we already knew them. <laughs> So some of the more recent ones that we've learned have started to take an intentional direction. But I always thought it was kind of funny that we ended up with a few in our set just because yeah. we already knew how to play <laughs> it. It just worked out. <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be sort of a, like, you know, let's sit down and kind of get a feel mm-hmm. for, you know, each other musically and everything. So you guys are all uh, accomplished uh, musicians. Uh, professionals, um, you know, uh, varying accolades and all that. Um, have you always played in the style, like kind of the punk pop rock style, or uh, no. is this kind of culminated <laughs> into this style now? Yeah, I, uh, I started out as a jazz drummer. Right. Yes. I played. I played a lot of metal. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Um, I do have some influences with Green Day, Trey Cool, and all that, but mm. it's I'm pretty eclectic. Yeah. This is my first punk band. Well, punk rock band, if you want to call it that. So what kind of led you guys 
down to this to this place of uh, creating uh, music in this style? Well, for me personally, I wanted to start on guitar, mm-hmm. and some of those um, some of those riffs were a little bit easier for me to tackle mm-hmm. than let's say metal. I like the um, I like the energy, you know, yeah. everything's you know real upbeat, it's very punchy. Yes, <laughs> punchy. That's a good word. Yeah. Yep. A little angsty, a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's where it started for me. Always love a little angst. But um, previously, musically, I mean, I play the ukulele. Uh-huh. So it doesn't really have a lot of that punk element. Yeah. But this, I, I would love to see a ukulele in a punk, <laughs> punk band. We've I talked act, about it. I <laughs> actually have a, a Dimebag Daryl style really? ukulele. <laughs> it's my favorite. His name is Daryl. Can you call it the sugar punk ukulele? Oh wow! Nice, <laughs> nice. That's all, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Spray even, paint it pink and add unicorns. There you go. <laughs> but even some of the covers that we started to do with that, <clears throat> a lot of them had a little bit more of a rock element mm-hmm. than like traditional ukulele or what you might expect from a white girl on a ukulele. The portal <laughs> song, which. Let's face it, just about any song that exists now, you can go on YouTube yeah. and find a white girl ukulele version of it. <laughs> the the cake is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. I agree. <laughs> so I like to do something a little bit different with it. But Very cool. That's how that kind of came to be. Very cool. So you guys just wanted to be a little more punchy, a little more punk rock. Awesome. Uh, so recently, you guys, uh, you know, we're just, uh, well, now we're like at the time of the release of this, about 15 days uh, release, 15 days uh, removed from it. But uh, this last month was Pride Month. Um, uh, super awesome. And you guys were uh, played at Ferndale Pride this year. Yes. And uh, almost didn't get a chance to. Um, because uh, weather issues, uh, you got mind telling us that story? We almost got rained out. Oh man, we were well, uh, we actually down to did. the wire. We did get rained out. Oh, it was we were officially called. Um, I was back b- backstage, and they had they had a tent back there for the staff and the bands, and and four o'clock was our go time. Yeah, and four o'clock came, and it was still raining, and the stage manager on his walkie-talkie reached out to the festival, you know, organizer. Um, and said, well, what do you want me to do? And what, and they had scrubbed the two bands before us because of rain. Mm-hmm. So it was like our turn, right? Yeah. And they said, yep, you're done. And, and we were, I was packing up my stuff out of the tent to take it back to my car. And all of a sudden, whoo, the rain stopped. Wow. And the stage manager says, hold on a minute. Sky opened up. You could see blue sky to the west. And we, we went. Wow. It was literally that that quick. <laughs> that must have been but awesome. But <laughs> we were told we were scrubbed. Yeah, I thought the choir before us, they they played in tents. <laughs> I guess they had a booth set up yeah. on the street. Oh, yeah, they so, did an unofficial. So when uh, their performance got called, they let everybody know that they were going to be, you know, doing some things at their booth that if anybody nice. wanted to come down and check it out. Yes, the festival just didn't want them on the stage because, well, Correct. people get electrocuted in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That tends yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to make sure that everybody was safe. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what was it like playing at Ferndale Pride? That must have been pretty awesome. Very good energy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we the people that stuck it out 
you know, let's let's be candid. When it rains, people go running for cover. Yes, yeah. But when it became clear that, well, it didn't matter. When it, it became clear. That someone was going <laughs> to play on the stage. It was amazing how many people just all of a sudden came out, came out of the restaurants and things like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a great thing. We had all always wanted to do it. And uh, to get that chance was terrific. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so what is next for the Sugar Punk Fairies? We have a couple of uh, big shows coming up this summer. Yeah. That we're getting ready for. Well, we got Uncle Sam Jam this coming Friday down in Woodhaven. Um, that pr- it's going to predate the release of your mm-hmm. of your recording here. Um, but then we're playing actually in Flint, which which is going to be terrific. Very cool. Um, uh, July twenty seventh. Excellent. Yeah, and then we're at Tuscola Palooza August Saturday August tenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is up in Cairo in the Thumb. They call that their their annual Thumb you know Palooza <laughs> Festival or something. So. We're super excited to do yeah. that. Yeah. Any any plans for a, a record release or anything coming up? As of right now, not necessarily a record release, yeah. mm-hmm. but we are um, sitting on some more original material. Very cool. That we're working on developing now. Awesome. And where can people find that stuff at? Well, it will be on our website, uh, www.sugarpunkfairies.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're gunning for um, some more recording. Before the end of the year. Cool. Yeah. So we're, our approach is just to kind of take it one, two, three songs at a time. If we get to a point where we've got something and want to put the money into having CDs made, because mm-hmm. it does take money. Yeah. Um, what? You know, we'll kind of see what we've got <laughs> and make that decision then. Awesome. But yeah, people do ask us that a lot. When are you guys going to put out a CD? I want a CD that's <laughs> I want okay. it in my hands. It's well, a common question for new bands. Let's come, up, let's come up with some more songs. <laughs> but don't wait. Do not wait until there's a CD to listen to their music because you can go to their website and yes. find some um, their amazing music there, uh, such as this next song that you'll be showing us, which is called what? Uh, I'm assuming you're going to play the uh, our cover Yes. Of um, Wild, Wild World. World. Yes. I heard that earlier, so that's my uh, yeah, I yeah, Cat love, Stevens song. I I didn't know I could love Wild World any more than I already did, and now <laughs> I do. Could it's you, punked up. It's so punked up. Uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, uh, what the song means to you and uh, why uh, you decided to uh, cover this song. I think that was one of Holly's picks. It was in the beginning. It feels like a wild world while I'm playing it on drums. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I get excited. Yeah. I've always been a big Cat Stevens fan. No, yes. I like the song, too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. his acoustic yeah. guitar. It's so also it's one great. of our most popular songs. I get a lot of people asking, well, telling me about it after we're done playing it. You don't like, expect to hear yeah. the song yeah. in this style at all. Yeah, it's really funny to watch people react to it, because if they've never heard us play it before or they've never heard the recording when we're playing live, standing, and they're right up in front of us, um... It takes a few bars for them yeah. to realize what the song is, obviously. And then when they realize it, they look at each other like, oh my God, yeah, it's actually, oh my God, they're playing. And then they're singing. Yeah. Part of the reason we chose that song to record is because there was a lot of demand for it to be recorded yeah. because of how much the yeah. audience liked how we played it. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yep. Uh, so here is Sugar Punk Fairies with Wild World, uh, originally by Cat Stevens slash Yusa. Things come bad, I'll 
Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Uh, absolutely wonderful having you. Uh, where can people find more from you? Well, you already mentioned. <laughs> that would be the main outlet. We also have a yes. Facebook page. Awesome. So it's, what is it, Gals That Rock or Girls That Rock? You can search it both ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can just type in Sugar Punk Fairies and you'll find it. Awesome. I don't think there's another band with that name. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Not yet. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank uh, you. You have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, we will be back after this with more fun. It's time for the Rock and Rollio Portfolio! I'm Dr. Disease, and here is your host, your filthy Uncle Terry! Hey, hey, it's your filthy Uncle Terry! Thank you, Dr. Disease. Your voiceover skills rival the fiercest Viking warriors. But please stop leaving bloodless chicken corpse on my desk every morning. Welcome to the Uncle Terry's Rock and Rollio Portfolio, the one and only news program that'll tell you what you need to know while simultaneously rocking your friggin' face off! Okay now, kiddos, let's rock and rollio this portfolio. First up, 
shocking the world last Saturday, the long-deceased drummer of The Who, Keith Moon, returned from the dead in spectacular fashion. His first gig since dying in 1978, however, was mired in controversy as Moon descended upon current Who touring drummer Zach Starkey, stabbing him in the neck with a drumstick and drinking his blood. Metal as hell! Metal as hell for sure, Dr. Disease. It's sure to have fans and critics talking for a long time. Let's bring out my best friend, Crowbar, to get his take. Happy, happy, happy. What do you think, Crowbar? You're a drummer. Do you condone Moon's actions? I think we got bigger issues with the dang damn dead walking, Terry. Who's next, Ryan Seacrest? Relax, Crowbar. Besides, we live in the nation with the highest guns to human ratio per capita in the world. Yeah, well, marry old England, don't, Terry. And then the virus spreads. And then the dead come over on boats and shipping containers. And our local parks filled with them milling about, asking for a couple of quarters to use a payphone. And you gotta tell them payphones don't exist. And, uh, and... <clears throat> Next up, the weather. Please, Paula, don't forecast any more rain on this edition of the portfolio. I don't want this metal to rust. Well, Uncle Terry, I've got some bad news. There's a 100% chance of severe thunderstorms over the whole state. Meteorologists are predicting catastrophic flooding and gale-force winds. So make sure you stay inside or get under the closest gazebo. Well, goddamn, Paula. I know I said not to predict rain, but that is the most metal weather forecast I've ever heard. This calls for a goddamn breakdown. Hit it, Dr. Disease. All right, Crowbar, your turn. <laughs> Mind if I could in? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Sounds great. Yeah. Alright. Well, that concludes this week's Rock and Rollio Portfolio. Next week, I give my much needed review of Metallica's documentary, Some Kind of Monster. Stay tuned. Welcome back uh, to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. I hope you enjoyed Uncle Filthy Uncle Terry's Rock and Rollio portfolio. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We still got this fun ambient music playing in the background. How about those Sugar Punk Fairies, guys? They were fun. Fun group. And speaking of fun, uh, we have a lot more fun coming up because next up, our next guest... Uh, he is a uh, super villain, if I if I'm to understand correctly. A he, villain supreme. Villain supreme. Um, 
and he's uh, on a continental tour of the United States on an R- in an RV, just uh, enjoying his summer. Yes, it's me and the wife, Martha. And your uh, you are your name is Doctor Heinous. Doctor Heinous, but my colleagues know me as Timothy Crane. Come, come, like spelled C U M or C U double M. C U two M's for. Twice the amount of m- malevolence. Hmm. Yes. Uh, so you are a supervillain. Uh, what what kind of supervillain things do you do? Um. Well, I've I've hijacked the Sears Tower in Chicago. Oh. And I've also hijacked uh, the Walmart on Cicero Avenue. Right down the street. Well, not right down the street. Uh, about ten miles away from what the Sears Tower. By, what do you mean by hijacked? Well, I, I guess you could say I bought it oh. with a shell company. Okay, so you purchased <laughs> through a shell company. So, yes. So you are uh, the owner of Sears Tower. You're the landlord of Sears Tower. Yes. And, and a Walmart. Yes. Down the street from Sears Tower. Yes. Okay. That's... Chicago, Illinois. So. Perhaps the most villainous place in all of America. So you're the, a the Chicago h- real estate mogul. Part-time, yes. <laughs> Part-time pediatrician, child oh. pi- pediatrician. Well, that's pretty noble. And uh, full-time villain, supreme. Okay. Uh, so we haven't got we've we've covered the things that you do outside of your villain duties. Mm-hmm. You're a successful real estate uh, mogul and yes. a child doctor. But what are your villain? What do you do as a villain? Well, I uh, I fought the greatest villains. I, I, uh, excuse me, not villains, because there's no greater villain than the villain supreme, Doctor Heinous. Um, Which is you? Yes, uh, I've I've fought superheroes greater than that of the ones in the comics, known as Captain Brazil. Okay, so um, you're uh, you fight you f- you're ev- like you have superpowers. Uh... The only superpower I have is my genius intellect. Oh, so you're like uh you're like Lex Luthor. I'm a little like Lex Luthor, yes. Uh you like uh, create like super gadgets and Not quite gadgets. I usually buy them off Amazon. Oh, well, like uh, secret Amazon. Secret like a dark web Amazon. Amazon Black. Ooh. Yes. Uh, you have to like get into a secret web browser. You have to know Jeff Bezos personally. Oh, like have a cell phone on speed dial. Oh, I've got it on super speed dial. What super speed dial? Uh, it's created by. Uh, it is created by one of uh, Elon Musk's companies. It's a. Uh, it's a the ga- boring company. Well, it's not quite uh, unenthusiastic as that, but uh, no, it's it's one of his other companies, not Tesla. It's I believe it's uh, Gadgets R Us or oh. something like. Yes, but so are you create you get like super scary like pistols and and like yeah. gadgets? Yes, I my favorite one that I got was uh, a pistol that shot piss. Organic non-GMO piss. Oh. It was warm too. Oh. And like it wasn't it was your worst nightmare's piss. So it was like a super soaker, but you filled it with piss. Yes, it looked like a the the pistol, the little pistol off of Men in Black. Okay. Yeah, the the very powerful one. Yes. Okay. And it shot that amount of <laughs> that amount of piss too, if you, if you that, wanted to. Yeah. That doesn't sound like something a supervillain would do. That just sounds like something like a YouTube prankster would do. It's piss. <laughs> I mean, you're not a, YouTube prankster uses like, you know. Uh, uh, water or just 
you know, vinegar maybe at the worst. This is actual piss created by uh, a sophisticated device which finds your worst nightmares, piss, and puts it into that and you shoot it at that person, yes. Wait, so does it manifest into the person's worst nightmares or just assumes everyone's worst nightmare is piss? (laughs) Well, the, the, the... Worst nightmare. The person that is that person's worst nightmare. Their piss. Wait. So if you if <laughs> this gun, the this gun uh-huh. takes, if you point it at someone, it recognizes who that person hates or fears the most. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And that person's worst nightmare is, of course, getting pissed on by that person. Yeah. This so you take basically you point it at someone uh-huh. that person's worst enemy their piss then becomes the piss that's in the pistol yes the pistol but then again then it would it could always just be the person holding the pistol's gun right piss because oh, they are the one holding a gun to the person it's convenient for both because sometimes you are that person's worst nightmare and it actually takes the piss out of your own bladder and puts it in the gun and shoots it at that person. Just so like sometimes a, you're like a, draining the snake without even, <laughs> without even having to take a, take is there a catheter the, attached trial. to this gun or what's that? Is there a catheter attached that? Connects? No, it's, it's, it's uh, like supernatural. It's uh, it creates a wormhole, a oh. uh, temporary wormhole in oh, the person's bladder that keep, drains it. Keep your wormholes out of my bladder. Well, you wouldn't know. You, you would, would think that you have to pee, and then all of a sudden. I don't know. I guess I don't have to pee anymore, and that—that's oh. one. Of those, wait, is one that of those what moments. happens when you know when you pee a little bit, and then you go back to bed, and you're like, uh-huh. wait, I still, still got to pee a little pee? bit. Exactly. Yes. Oh, it like it took a little bit of it, that pee. It took almost all of it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how long has this pistol been around? Uh, it's it's been in uh, prototype since uh, Roswell. Oh God. Yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, that's is that your your most uh, devious supervillain weapon? It's kind of no. Uh, I would have to say the adjustable rate mortgage is my oh. is something that I cooked up. That's another PC or like real estate. Well, it's it, it, I, I, I I drew in inspiration from my real estate life, uh-huh. uh, but I don't like to mix mix work. You know, I don't like to. Uh, you it seems know, like you'd it. almost have to, though. In that Sometimes situation. you have to, but you have to know which hat to wear uh-huh. in the pants you put on. You know. How often do you put on your supervillain hat when you're doing your uh, real estate mogul work? Um, when I'm dealing with a sort of, let's just say, not graceful, not great, uh, not gracious. Uh, Buyer or or seller, mm-hmm. like, and they're they're giving my buyer too many too many. Uh, uh, they're not giving enough concessions, and okay. we've we've grad we've gracefully offered, you know, um, I don't know, a lot of cash up front on the deal, mm-hmm. and they say no, we can't fix that front stoop for you unless you offer ten thousand dollars more, and I, which I, at that point. I kidnap a daughter or a son, a firstborn son, oh. uh, or their dog, um, or or I expose or I threaten to expose uh, some dirty dealings or some sexual deeds, deviancy, um, and that's when they say, "Okay, yeah, yeah whatever you want, uh, please don't do what you're going to do," and sometimes. I make the deal and I do it anyways later on as a supervillain. I say, and they always say, well, we had a deal. You know, you're not supposed to expose 
expose me, and I'd say that was a deal I made as a realtor. And mm-hmm. not as a realtor, as a villain or a child doctor, I could do this. <laughs> it's important to set boundaries for yourself. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Else you go crazy. Well, I mean... When I was young, it was hard, you know, especially straight out of college. You know, I got all three degrees at once, and it was sort of a, it was sort of a hard, hard adjustment period. Uh-huh. And you know, I would sometimes I would offer advice on uh, a seller's child's knees. You know, mm-hmm. I noticed the knees are weird. You know, and at a weird angle, and I. I know someone that sells knee braces, and I'm like, oh wait, hold on, I'm I'm not your child's doctor, and uh, they're they're, but they always say, oh that's a great idea, anyway, you know, it's 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 a hard line, mm-hmm. you know, and I so, sometimes blur it to this day, you know, that's fair, like like for instance, I'm the one who sold that space next door, oh. which is now the Blondie. Uh, cover band recording studio. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and what? So, I, I, it's pretty clear to me how you can use your real estate and supervillain yeah. hats to kind of complement each other. Yes. Uh, it seems like they. Uh, it seems like the real estate one benefits a lot from your supervillain hat. Yes. How do you uh, use your supervillain hat to, uh, if at all, uh, in your pediatrician work? Um. Well. Um. Sometimes, a well, how do I? I can't expose my my real identity. Uh-huh. You know, well, I guess I have, but people don't necessarily connect the two. Mm-hmm. The 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 villain, uh, Doctor Hainis, uh, Timothy Crane, come. Um, and the pediatrician, Dr. Timothy Crane, come. Um, sometimes they just don't mix. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's hard sometimes when the superheroes bring their their children in, mm-hmm. and uh, I tell them, you know, oh, oh, they've they've got a serious flu. They don't have anything. Oh, no. They're just uh, they're just dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And I say, the last thing you got to, you must give this child right now is water. Give them Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son Kyle's favorite drink, Monster Energy. Um, give that to them. Um, and I don't have uh, a son, Kyle. I oh, just make it up. So that's a lie. Yeah, I I have a son, Chris, and he's a fucking layabout. Uh-huh. But you know, he means well. <laughs> well, he means well managing his Sims on the award-winning game, The Sims Four. Mm-hmm. Which is available on all platforms, I suppose. Sorry, is this an ad read? <laughs> yes, I also am part owner of Electronic Arts oh. Studios. Yes. Wait, why didn't you Loot do... boxes? It's some, somewhat of my idea. Oh, God, you are a super villain. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I'm proud of that one. How much money have you made in microtransactions? Billions. Oh, God. Billions. Just with Electronic Arts alone. Wait, so do you make microtransactions? Do you are part owner in any other companies? Um, not video games. Um, I am a part owner in the NH NFL, rather. Oh, yeah, NFL. Yeah, <laughs> National Football League. Yes, the 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 National Football. You League. You own. I own the league and a couple teams. Which ones? 
Uh, all you definitely know the Patriots. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, so. who could forget the Patriots? Yes, me and Robert Kraft go back a long way, and uh, you know his whole deal with the prostitutes. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, he uh, he uh, had a little deal, uh, and uh, he got caught with a little hanky panky and a mas- and a massage therapy studio. Oopsies. And uh, yes, he was paying uh, massage and sex workers. To uh, fluff his angry Johnson, uh-huh. and uh, yes, he got caught red-handed and red-penised, mm. and uh, he, you know, his. Let's just say I might have paid someone. Oh. To go to the press. I thought he was your friend. Well, he is my friend, but I want to own all of the the Patriots, uh-huh. and um, yes, I also own. The uh, team that always faces the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, who is that? I don't know. I just always pick the worst, the worst players, and uh, I think it's called the uh, Shitty Knights. Oh, I don't, okay. uh, I don't know. Shitty Knights. The Shitty Knights. Mm. <laughs> Not a lot of money in that team. No, there's actually quite a, a lot of money because there's money in them winning. So I'm constantly playing the odds somehow to where I make a lot of money that I'm losing. Okay. So I'm sort of How is the money on their winning? Did they ever win? They have never won. No. Yeah. People people always think people it's always, one time. For some reason they bet on it and say, you know, well, this time they they might win, but definitely the Harlem Globetrotters are going to win. And um we're just waiting on that one day where they lose. They don't have Kevin Durant to play. And uh the Globetrotters are are down and out. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Are the Globetrotters like an actual basketball team, or are they more of like a circus? They're part of the NBA now, yes. They're oh, an wow. expansion, expansion team. Oh, wow. Yeah, I made that happen. About time. Me and Dan Gilbert. That is about Facilitated time. the deal. Yeah, you and Dan? Yeah. You friends with Dan? Um, yes. Well, it's hard to be It's hard to be friends with Dan because he's always emotionally unavailable. Really? Yes. Wow, why is that? He's consumed with that Hudson's project. Yeah. I think there's something underneath the, the where the Hudson's was built, which is why it was torn down in the first place. Like a curse or a... A, 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 a robot? A, a robot or a, a cursed goblet or a, <laughs> or, or a secret source of power. Mm. You know, there could be anything. And that's why he's building on top of it to harness its power. Wow. How's he doing? He, I, he, he's uh, come down with a little bit of a uh, sickness lately. Uh, I believe, I believe. Well, I'm not, I'm not a, an adult doctor, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he could have a, a case of the snuffly wuffleys. Oh. <laughs> if he was, a, if he was a child, I would, I would diagnose him with the snuffly. I thought wuffleys. he had a stroke. Oh. Well, it's different when you're a kid. You can't have a stroke when you're a kid. You can have the snuffly wuffleys. That's true. Yeah, and you have, a, you have the snuffly wuffleys a lot, so I feel bad for him. Yeah, get get better soon. Rest in peace. I mean, well, he's not dead yet. Yeah, when he does die. When he does eventually. die, we all eventually. die. Yeah, we all pass. Rest in peace, Dan Gilbert. Uh, you truly saved Detroit. <laughs> so, uh, so you have been on a uh, RV tour. I mean, oh uh, yes, summer. I forgot about my RV tour. Yeah. Just wanted to establish a baseline of your personality. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you forgot about your RV tour. Your, yes. Your RV's pretty... still running outside, off run. Uh, I have to keep it running, despite idling laws. Um, 
Yeah, it's nuclear powered. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that is that, that is, is dangerous. Well, it's only dangerous if I spill some nuclear waste, some of the discharge. That seems like it could very, it super easily happen. Um, because you you got to fuel up somehow, right? And every time I fuel up my car, a little bit of gasoline gets like on the side of the like tank or well, on the floor, I know. I go to military bases to fuel up and uh, let the let the boys give them a nice tip. Let the boys fuel it up. <laughs> the boys are so blue. you go inside and flirt with the clerk. <laughs> uh, well, my wife's there, so I can't do any oh. any flirting. Yeah. Uh, back in my bachelor days, I I would I would consider it yes, but I'm a, so I'm somewhat somewhat shy. I uh, sort of let let them come to me. Yeah, my dashing, horrific scarred looks. Yeah, it must be hard for people to flirt with you when you're missing a face. Yeah, it was a lovely face, I imagine. <laughs> what do you mean you imagine? I have this. I don't have the ability to uh, see myself or anything in the mirror. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Ever? Like you've never had that ability? I woke. I was born, and uh, my mom said, "Fix your hair, look in the mirror," and I never could. Can other people see so you my in the hair mirror? Was always messy, huh? Can other people see you in the mirror? Yes, if you have the ability to look in the mirror and see reflections. Yes. Interesting. Wait, so you can't see any reflections in the mirror? Any reflections. So, like, if I held up a a mirror, you wouldn't be able to see me in the mirror either. I would just see a white room. You can't even see the room. I believe it's my hidden superpower where I can probably throw people into a mirror, and I haven't tried it yet. You know, I'm sort of afraid of what might come, but I'm th- can throw them. Your name is come. <laughs> so what may come is a more powerful version of come. Yeah. yeah. I might have to throw you into a mirror. Nah, I'd rather you didn't. Well, I mean, you're the only one available here. I mean, I'm looking. There's no at mirrors mirror. around either. Right. So. Wait, but also like there's cam like cameras also have mirrors in them. So if someone takes a, t- can you not see pictures? I can see pictures, yes. Oh. What if someone took a picture of If a you have two mirrors, like cameras are a bunch of different sets of mirrors inside. It's like two mirrors. Yeah. They cancel each other out. Oh. Yeah. So if I held two mirrors up to each other. Yes. You'd be able to see the second mirror. I'd be able to see into something, well, if you hold two mirrors up, then I can see in, uh, into the immortal realm. Oh. Right okay. now we're in the mortal, the mortal coil. Uh-huh. I can see the immortal coil. Uh-huh. Yes. And David Duchovny's on both of them somehow. Really? Yes. Seems like he would be. Yeah. Uh, so your RV trip. Oh, my RV trip. Of <laughs> course. Well, it started in Chicago. All right. Uh, my home. Uh-huh. Uh, left, and I uh, started going towards the Minnesotas. Oh. There's uh, only one. Minnesota. North and South Minnesotas. Oh. And I got the call from you and yeah. uh, kind of... Made a turnaround and went went here. Of course, did you go the UP or did you go down? I went through the UP. Wow. Um, Did you hit uh, Pictured Rocks? um, Well, I bought them. Great. And I moved them. Oh. Why? (laughs) Well, I mean, they're Pictured Rocks. You can find them in a picture somewhere. I moved them to my backyard. That's not nice. That's That's a national treasure. I mean, sometimes you have to... Sometimes treasures... Are best when they're moved. I shouldn't have called something a treasure to a supervillain. I mean, you know, look at the look at the the 
the what's the woman the Mona Lisa uh in the in the Louvre. Yeah. Uh it's it's been moved a couple times. Sure. And um one of the times it's never been moved to like a private residence though. It was actually during uh I believe one of the wars it was moved to a private residence. In fact it might have been one of my private residences. See And they might not have the real the <laughs> real Mona Lisa in the in the Louvre. Do you have the Mona Lisa in your R V? <laughs> well In the R V where I put it in the R V is another question. I mean there's only so many places you can put a I have it in my pleasure chamber. Okay. <laughs> no one's gonna get that. <laughs> What's your pleasure chamber? My pleasure chamber is on the third deck, which is the invisible deck of my my uh, um, recreational vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you get to that? How do you get to it? Mm-hmm. Portal. <laughs> like a wormhole? Yes. Oh. Yep, Did you wormhole. hear uh, scientists are trying to build a portal to another uh, dimension? Uranus, yes. Hmm. <laughs> that's the one. I believe that's what I've... There's a couple different ones. I hear they're trying to make a, a parallel uh, a portal to a parallel universe. Really? Yeah. That one could possibly go to and exploit those riches and bring them back and also set up a practice. Or go there and, and also set, also see what it's like to have sex with a parallel universe version of yourself. I believe that I'd probably want to kill a, a, a parallel version of myself because really? they would be a hero, right? Not necessarily. Uh, there's, so, there's infinite... Uh, the theory is there's an infinite number of parallel universes. So... Okay. Uh, in a infinite number of those, you're also a supervillain, uh, almost identical to the same. There's probably infinite number of parallel universes that you are exactly the same as you are now, made all the exact same decisions that you have. But I have three nipples. You, or there's nothing different about you. There's maybe there's a whole different parallel universe that's everything is exactly the same except one little mouse moves in left rather than right at one point. Why would the mouse move left instead of right because at that point? Because maybe the, they felt that the cheese was in a different direction. There is no cheese. I've hidden it into the refrigerator. Why is there a mouse? My point Why is, is there a mice in my kitchen? An infinite number of parallel universes means that every single tiny little decision, uh, they could all be the, exactly the same in a different universe, Except uh, maybe one little de- different decision is different. Or maybe every single decision is exactly the same everywhere and it's the exact same, exact 100% the same universe. So it's be- infinite. So I became a taxidermist and then a real estate agent. Or you're still, <laughs> or you're this exact same person. Or I'm all four. But what if it happens if it's a parallel universe and everything everything is exactly the same and both universes decide to create a wormhole to the other universe at the exact same time and they go through it at the exact same time? What happens? Do people do they think? Wait, it didn't work because I'm just still in the same universe, and then they close it and give up, and they're actually in the other universe, and they don't even know it because everything is exactly the same, except one little thing where they accidentally peed their pants in like the third grade, and everyone's like, "Haha, remember that time you peed your pants in the third grade?" And they're like, "That didn't happen. I swear that didn't happen." And they're like, "It did. It did. We have video." And they're like, "Oh my god, how did this happen? What? What? What happened? What happened?" And they'll never know that they're actually in the other universe. Are you getting deja vu? I just got deja vu. I believe that that's what we call universal docking. 
Yeah, <laughs> that is the scientific term for it. Yes. And now we are on to the greatest sense of Blondie. Yes. I wonder if you're going to get flagged for co- copyright. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to be pretty pissed if my if this podcast gets flagged for copyright infringement for the background, the Blondie cover band rehearsing in I the ho- studio I hope next it, door. I, I believe you can go on to uh, the, the computer and uh, digitally... Enhance it so it changes to like uh, an Adam Sandler soundtrack or something. <laughs> Adam Sandler stand up comedy yeah. routine. Just playing in the background. Just playing in the background this entire episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't be able to listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a reason why the, uh, the Netflix has. Uh, has signed with Adam Sandler. He's quite popular. They're doing a lot of work with him. Yes. I hear his uh, recent stand-up special was actually not that bad. The Certified Fresh one or whatever. Yes, he did a tour with uh, Louis C.K. Oh, boy. Yes. It's called the uh, God Damn It, What's Happened to the World tour. <laughs> and it's just a picture of them just with their arms shrugged and they've got that, yeah, like, what's going on face? Yeah. Wow. Yep. What's happening in this world? Well, in in uh, in Louis C.K.'s bit, he's just sitting there with his hand down his pants, oh. and he's just practically crying, begging the crowd if he could sit on the phone with them and masturbate. Wow. Yeah. No good. That's what I mean. So your RV tour. Oh, my RV tour. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, I so actually I actually saw the, the the show the other night in. Uh, Kalamazoo uh, Firekeepers mm-hmm. Casino uh, and uh, it was subpar even for a villain who has horrible taste typically uh, <laughs> it's subpar wow. um, yeah so I uh, my RV tour I'm, I really want to see I really want to see Poughkeepsie New York wow. I hear a lot about it um, but I've never been there and I've heard about Dave's famous bagel hole. Blech. What? It sounds gross. What do you mean? It's he's got bagels in his hole. Nah. Baked bagels in his bagel hole. It's a problem for me, man. What's so problematic about it? What are, What else do you plan on going on your uh, your tour? Paris. Oh, yay, gay Paris. Yeah, I think I. Wait, how are you gonna get to Paris in an RV? I I have one from Amazon Black. Oh. It's like it's a all-terrain vehicle, and they include water plus water. Oh, it would be. Don't you think it'd be more efficient to fly? <sighs> well, I feel like the rod. I sort of. Rough. I I do have the the payoff of being a yacht captain. Oh, you know, and I can play some some smooth eighties. I just feel like a boat trip from like the east coast of the United States to. Paris? Paris would be a long trip, and it would be, it could be bad. Well, there's... That's why I always bring cocaine with me everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Makes... And I have a floating practice next to me. So I helicopter my patients in, and uh, they don't miss their appointments. You know? Got to have your preschool... Uh, po- uh, yeah, preschool checkup mm-hmm. before you go into school and get perhaps... Any number of diseases in which I've released as a supervillain. <laughs> so what's next for you as a supervillain? What's next for me as a supervillain? Mm-hmm. Well, I have the summer tour, and I'll be back right around uh, right around uh, after Labor Day. Okay. Um, and I have a big big heist planned. Uh huh. Um, I'm going to steal the Queen's jewels. Oh. 
and all of them this time. Queen of England. The Queen of the Earth. Uh, who's the Queen of the Earth? She's Beyonce? A, well, she, well, Beyonce's a friend. Okay. And, and her bottom, uh, and her body double. Mm-hmm. Her name is Shionce. Shionce. Yes. And uh, she's the fourth reigning queen. Oh. Of the world. Of Beyonce her. or Shionce? Shionce. Oh, Beyonce wow. is... What? Wait. Maybe Beyonce is the queen. It's like sort of a Padme Amadella oh. uh, thing. Yes. You don't know which one's which, you know? Mm. One's Kira Knightley and one's... Um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. yes. Um, and, you know, Jar Jar Binks is there. Jar Jar Binks is here, too. And he's evil. And he's this time he's evil. Well, there's... You know, well, he's evil because everyone made fun of him on the internet. In the nineties and or whenever the movie came out, it's just not. You look at log onto those forums; they're still there. You can still see them. You can still see your biting words well, of you criticism. Know, you know those that that rumor that uh, he was actually a Sith Lord, like a evil like Sith Lord. Yeah, no. This the real the the actor Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> as played by Jar Jar Binks. Oh, he became a villain because everyone made fun of so him. So that wasn't CGI. No, of course. I was always wondering. CGI didn't so exist realistic. until like 2004 or five. That's true. After Cars. Cars, yeah, Cars. Yeah. Cars one was the first instance yeah. of CGI. Of course, yeah. Can't can't make Cars talk in real life. No. So that would be ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Even a Night Rider, that was like clearly like a guy talking on <laughs> the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They put a they stuffed a guy. Yeah. Just, yep. just the dude. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Wow, you're such a breadth of knowledge. Uh, Dr. Haynes. Uh, I'm a genius intellect. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I, it's been a pleasure. You know, uh, I think I'll stop by a real podcast, oh, wow. one that doesn't have Blondie playing in the, Joe Rogan. In the background. Of course, Joe Rogan. Yes, yeah. and we'll talk Seems about like you'd fit in. We'll Joe talk Rogan. about aliens and uh, you know our sex lives. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Get Alex Jones on the show too. Oh boy. He has had Alex Jones on his podcast yes. recently. Yes. Boy. But they didn't smoke marijuana. Good. I was waiting for that. Because then I would have busted in and said, you're under arrest. <laughs> Not really. I don't, I'm cool. Yeah. You're I'm a cool guy. cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, last year, we're going to be closing out with uh, another song by Sugar Punk Fairies. Here is their cover of the Go-Go's How Much More. We'll be back next week with Justin Vera of the Ambient Improv podcast from the Planet and Incubator podcast. Bye.
Recycle Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.